Welcome to Making Waves, where we hope to offer insights, helpful questions, and stories that will aid and inspire the creative in us all. Welcome to Making Waves. My name is David and I am your host. Today for our show, we are actually going to do a replay of a previously recorded uh, video actually that we made, um, but you'll just get the audio portion of it on what computer you need to do media in the modern era. Um, of course, we're coming from mostly a video production standpoint, but um, we also do talk about design in this show. We have with us as a special guest, one of our Waves team members, John, um, who you will hear from as he has been a real tech uh, guru and expert in all things media, really. It's a little bit longer than our normal podcast coming in around 15 minutes, but I'm sure you'll find it engaging and helpful. So enjoy. Hey, well, I'm Dave with Waves Media. This is John. Um, everybody. Uh, also with Waves and kind of our tech guru. So today we're going to talk about something we got requested to discuss, which is kind of what do you need as far as specs, computer power, etc., to make videos. So kind of a, a big open-ended question, but thought we'd pull in the, the great mind here who's hardly ever in front of the camera. For good um, reason. Yeah, it's somewhat hypocritical, I'd say, to enjoy being behind but never in front. But anyhow, here he is, John. So um, we're just going to kick it off right off the bat. So John, we've got a few questions here. Mm-hmm. First big one, kind of what does it take, just in a general sense, computer-wise, these days to work on video? <clears throat> yeah, I'd say, because that's a big question. So I'd say the main really answer to that is it can take anything from a phone to a BV tower and really anywhere in between. I think the beauty of software these days is that it doesn't require, like the old days, a massive editing workstation like a $5,000 PC tower would be, um, which is more of what digital video started needing. Um, Nowadays, stuff has gotten so streamlined and so efficient that you really could take a fairly inexpensive laptop and work through some pretty intense edits utilizing efficiencies within software. That's not to say that's ideal as far as speed right. and workflow. Sure. I'm just saying it does work and a lot of people do produce awesome content using those things, all the way from even mobile devices like phones and tablets through the laptops and yet still to the towers like I've got back here um, when that's when that's needed. So on sure. a, in a general sense, if that makes sense, it, it can be anything. And so you're not limited anymore by the machine you have, I'd say. So we could say the state of affairs is much better out there for being able to work on it. Yeah, I think it's like lots of things within the technological creative world. Everything's been democratized in the sense that you don't have to buy into this very expensive thing to be a part of a community. You can just get what everybody else has and start making and creating. So I think that's the same for video. Cool. Awesome. So let's let's talk. We're going to maybe break it up into three categories as far as just general basic video editing, Mm -hmm. nonlinear, motion graphics, maybe a little more intensive, and then just kind of design work in general. So maybe we could talk about each of those. Let's just start with, uh, we'll start with the king, kind of motion graphics. Um, What what specifically would you need to do something like that? After Effects? Yeah, right. I mean, After After Effects is kind of the standard still, even in Hollywood to the point through visual effects. I mean, that's where... When you enter that world, that's when what I kind of said doesn't necessarily hold true because you do need some real processing power for that. So if you're looking at computers for motion graphics, I'd say that's where you need to step in and start investing more so. 
um, mostly because something like After Effects can do so much and when you start utilizing all those tools, it really can tax your computer and that's where a really powerful GPU would come into play, probably more than anything. And, it, and we haven't quite hit it yet, but proxies are a big thing in the video editing world. How about yeah. the motion graphics? Not, is as, that a not as much motion graphics. You have some playback tools like resolution sampling so that you can watch it back in lower reses. You can have um, even frames get skipped so that it'll play back more quickly. Yet, you know, every time you're doing that, you are compromising a little bit because it is much harder to be, pay attention to what you're doing as the quality goes down, of course. And that's where having the, the best and most beefy thing out there will really help you, mm -hmm. just in, in efficiency and, I think, in product, just because the better you monitor something, the better the output will be. I think that's true for any creative thing, mm -hmm. so especially yeah, for motion good. graphics. That's good. And we kind of, in first question, hit the video editing, the basic kind of it. You can do it. And then something that might require even less CPU, perhaps, is it fair to say, the design world? Um, talk about that. Yeah, it's design world definitely doesn't require the same thing like 4K video or motion graphics. However, you'd be surprised at how much power something like Adobe Illustrator can take just because of all of the drawings that it's producing and rendering every second. Mm -hmm. um, having dedicated graphics cards for something like that is also helpful. Like After Effects, something like Illustrator and Photoshop, they have views where it's not rendering the full output every single time, yeah. where it's you're working in kind of a wireframe mode or something like that. But again, it's harder to get work done when you're doing that. So it's nice to have that power, but if you don't, there are ways around it. I mean, even when they make Pixar movies, they are, when they're animating their characters, they are not looking at them like you see them in the final output. They're looking at very 90s looking models within the computer because that's what, even their intense crazy systems that right. something like Disney and Pixar has, that's the best that they can do in that moment to actually watch the animation to get that smooth and then it gets rendered out over the course of weeks. Um, in server farms, so mm -hmm. that's something that's an interesting study if you want to just to see how somebody like them do it. Yeah. But it's a, yeah, it takes a lot of power. But for design stuff, I'd say that doesn't need as much as After Effects or motion graphics. But having a good two gig or four gig graphics card would really help out a lot. And a dedicated card. Dedicated Could card. Could you yeah. explain what that means to? Yeah, dedicated like graphics when you're buying a laptop, especially a laptop, because you'll find this more there. Most beginner laptops will have onboard video cards, so if you're looking at the specs, it can be a little deceiving. It might say, it has this, this type of graphics card, but when you actually look at the specs, it, it does tell you it's onboard the, the CPU. So it's kind of an artificial graphics card, which does something. It's better than not having that. It's a software thing, but actually having a hardware dedicated graphics card that will give you a massive amount of power mm -hmm. really for anything. Graphics cards are used for all types of processing nowadays, not just visuals. Um, so yes, having those two gigs, four gigs card, you'll find those pretty ubiquitously across the laptop world, across PCs and Macs. Mm -hmm. And those are probably the, the numbers to look for. So dedicated for the graphics, design stuff. video card. Um, yeah. But let's just stay on the specs for a second then. What's kind of the... Um, minimum hard drive space you want to keep? Do you want an external drive for media? Can you talk that through? Yeah, for specifically for video editing or? Let's talk video editing because that's yeah. the main question. Yeah, video editing, you absolutely want to store all of your media on external drives. Um, whenever you are editing, the app that you're running, whether it's Premiere or Avid or Final Cut is running off of your local drive as well as lots of preference files. The OS is running off of that too. Mm -hmm. So it's already being taxed quite a bit. If you throw media, especially 4K footage, multiple streams of it, you're gonna really notice some lag in performance. So having that on a really fast solid state drive or Thunderbolt drive to work on its own, you'll notice a huge performance boost. Mm -hmm. That way the internal drive can work specifically for just running stuff and media gets called in via that, that performance drive. So back here I have a, 
an eight terabyte RAID. The RAID is set to zero so that it's not a backup RAID, it's a RAID that's, that's performance-based. Mm -hmm. So when you see RAID zero, that's what you want for performance. That way both drives are spinning up um, and working together, so it actually gives you like 300% performance over yeah. just having one drive, which the numbers don't make sense, but that's what it actually yeah. does. Um, so it gives you very close to an SSD speed without using SSDs because SSDs do wear out faster. So they're not as good, and they're so costly, and so they're not as good as those scratch drives to store your media. Yeah. So those RAIDs are the way to go, but at least having something like a Thunderbolt USB-C drive is, is yeah. a good way to go. So you could do, I mean, you could have, so you got to think of it in your hard drive backup, things that you're just dumping and backing up footage to others versus the ones you're actually working off of. So right. Performance if any of this is a little too techy, and comment, ask questions on um, our channels. Um, I guess one thing for Mac users too, we just want to talk about in operating video applications and software, how many applications should you have open at one time and, and talk about the, the power draw that each is getting. Yeah, I think most RAM based mostly sure. I'm assuming. Yeah, so. a lot of RAM and well it's CPU too if stuff's actually if it's running in the background. I mean the the fewer things you can have open at a time, the better. Um, I'm not too familiar with the PC side of things about how to monitor it. I'm, I know you can probably more so than on the Mac, but there's the activity um, viewer on the Mac, which can show you what's taking up the most processing. So to have little things in the background open is fine, but I would say why if you're working on something intensive. If you are on a more regular laptop, let's say, and you're experiencing um, some need for some performance, if you have things like Dropbox open, just running in the menu bar, that Dropbox can take a huge amount of power sometimes, which you don't realize, so just quitting some services like mm -hmm. that when you're in the midst of a bigger project can really help as well. Cool, awesome. So let's, uh, if someone out there is saying, I wanna build the most beastly machine and keeping in consideration best bang for your buck, like which path would you tell them as far as Mac versus PC or how would you go about approaching that? Yeah, I won't touch the Mac versus PC argument because it's a pointless argument to have. They're both great, especially mm -hmm. nowadays, I think within the creative world, the PC has graduated and kind of matured into a really powerful system sure. for all of the creative apps and Adobe, obviously not Final Cut because that's Apple, but Avid and Adobe all work awesomely on the new Windows systems. So I think it's really just a matter of what tools are you more familiar with because that's what you'll be most efficient on. That's really the best thing I can say. I've been on Macs my whole life, so that's what I'm on and I like okay. them and I know how to work them. Um, if you know PCs, do that. But I think the ideal system though is focusing on um, your GPU is going to be the biggest thing within this world because a, a nice GPU will will forgive a lot of other problems on your system. So, but obviously, you know, get the, really you have you have to look at it like, um, beyond the GPU. The more money you invest in those things, the more performant it'll be. Right. So, I would maybe kind of say it in a minimum way. For a GPU, I'd say if you're building a tower, the minimum should be more like four to six gigs, whereas right. laptops would be like two to four. Um, having at least 32 gigs of RAM, probably 64 would be ideal. Most apps can't really utilize much more than that. So beyond that, it gets a little overkill. And then having you know kind of as many cores as you can have within your CPU is ideal, even if the speed goes down, just because once the system starts really working through 4K footage or motion graphics, having those multiple cores to break up the work will end up making it feel faster while maybe browsing the web will start to feel slower because those are th single thread operations. Right. Multi multiple thread operations like video editing and whatnot, all the things we're talking about, you'll feel the speed. So my Mac Pro back here, it has 12 cores with two separate graphics cards and browsing on my old laptop actually feels faster than this guy 
just because the cores are so split apart that it feels a little slower. So that gets into the weeds a little bit, but it just kind of illustrates the point that you might hear some things about the multi-core being feeling slower, but those are often coming from people doing simple things. Um, not to say that in a bad way, but once you start getting into those intense things, cool, you'll feel it, and that'll be a nice yeah. thing to have. So maybe at least having four to eight cores somewhere in that range on the CPU is pretty standard nowadays for a beefy computer, and yeah. then as much GPU as you can have. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I suppose it's still true that PCs are, there's a little more allowance to build out as you see fit. Yeah, I think there's, it's still a cheaper alternative if you know mm. what you're doing. The, I think where I often sell people on Macs is that if you don't know what you're doing, they kind of take care of it for you. Right. Whereas if you know what you're doing, PCs, you can, you can get away with a lot and build out a really custom thing because you know what you're doing in that case and you keep it working and maintaining. Um, but if you're like me, where you don't necessarily want to spend time doing all that, then yeah. the, the pre-setup Macs work great, and I've had good experience with them as well. So we got to try the iMac Pro here soon. Um, right. So, okay, for everybody who's building out their big laptop desktop, but for other users who just want to talk, like what can you do now mobily with um, your phone, your mm -hmm. tablet, et cetera? Yeah, I think it comes down to what people want to accomplish. For simple, for simple, just put together your edits in a timeline. I think something like an ICE iPad or any of the Surface tablets, I haven't used those personally, but those types of devices should do a fine job. They're fast and mm -hmm. the interfaces are pretty nice. Um, although, personally, I'd probably rather get a laptop just because I feel like those apps give you a lot more flexibility. So anytime I go to a tablet, I definitely feel like I'm missing a few really specific tools just to be fast. Not even fancy bells and whistles, just some basic stuff. So still say the proper computer is the way to go if you're going to get into it. However, if you already have some tablets, you can do a lot with those. So mm -hmm. where's, always, the, where's the ceiling? Like when it's like, this is just not enough anymore to do it on my iPad or whatever. I mean, I still edit on my four-year-old laptop with 4K proxy footage once in a while and it works. So mm -hmm. I, don't, I think the limit just comes down to when you're working, is it still working for you? Right. Is, is the speed of your computer getting in your way if it's too slow? And that's when you gotta make the decision. But you know, like I said at the very beginning of this thing, you can use most anything to get the work done. It's just a matter of the efficiency of it and what you can invest into it. Cool. All right, so last question then. Uh, what's the main recommendation you'd give someone? You kinda might've hit this, but the main recommendation you'd give someone who's looking to buy a computer and get into video, mm -hmm. kinda just starting out. Yeah, I mean, obviously the best is ideal. But if that's not an option, which it often isn't, then the most important thing is to start making stuff. So get what you can, focus on those things like a dedicated graphics card, a decent amount of RAM, mm -hmm. and just get to work. If what you can afford is an iPad, then do that. And you'll, you'll at least be able to start putting stories together, which is really what people want to see anyways. Right. We often get caught up in the bells and whistles. So I, you know, it's just a matter of getting the work done and getting stuff out there and not letting not having the right thing be an excuse not to do it. Yeah. So. And it'd be a really sad moment if you just spent ten thousand dollars on a computer and you're sitting there and you have nothing. Yeah. To maybe do. maybe if you're just getting started to get some work done under your belt. Yeah. Get some get some kind of clients started so that you know this is working, and then you you know you can always invest in something bigger and better later, which we you try don't to do. You need to go crazy. Yeah. So. Cool. So. Well, thanks, John. Yeah. Thanks. Um. Thank you, everyone, for watching. If you made it this far. Um, but either way, you know, feel free again to comment, ask questions, um, interact with us, and Absolutely. make sure to subscribe to our channels. So again, um, DaveWavesMedia.com. Visit us, and we'll see you next time. See you guys.
Well, hey, thanks for listening to that previously recorded video with John on there talking about what it takes as far as a computer and the power you'll need to do media. Um, Hopefully you found it helpful. Please send along any questions you have to us via social media um, or via our website, wavesmedia.com. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can get updates as shows become available. Thanks so much and take care. Thanks for listening to Making Waves. This podcast has been produced by Waves Media, a video production company serving both the East and West Coasts. For more, check out our website, wavesmedia.com, and follow us on social.